you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Josiah, for uh, those, that's like anointed announcements and uh, welcome. Carrie, golly, look at there. Man. Y'all, the battle is on. I don't know if you're feeling it. I am. And I'm excited. Are you excited? I woke up, well, woke up at about 7.30 this morning, but I didn't get to sleep until 5.30. I was up all night long. And don't look at me like you feel sorry for me, because y'all, it was good. I mean, it was rich. It was prayer time. It was writing things down time. If it, man, and I knew the Lord was in it, because usually when you start praying and you're, you're not going to sleep, the devil leaves you alone and you go to sleep, <laughs> right? Prayer and praise, when you're, when, you're, uh, when you're not sleeping, if it's the enemy attacking, then he, he will leave you alone, because he doesn't want you to do that. But uh, if, if, uh, if it continues on, just know. You know, there's, there's times I, <clears throat> I had <clears throat> a watch those Fitbit type things uh, that that gauges your deep sleep times, and I found one time when I was connecting it with my computer, I found out that when I, I woke, I was waking up early in the morning and spending time with the Lord, just being quiet before Him. <clears throat> it was like in those times, it was like I was in a deep sleep. How about that? He can give you rest even in those times of awakeness. But the battle's on. And we're right in the middle of this. You know, this weekend is not a destination. It's not a destination. This is a catalytic time that's going to, I believe, call us up to the next level. Each one of us, everyone in here. It's a rising up. It's stepping up. It's, what, you just said something else. What would you call it? Departure gate. Whoa. All right. I like that. Y'all, I've been camping. I've been looking throughout the scripture. I, I didn't come up with the title, Arise Conference. I think, Josiah, was that something that you had? And, uh, boy, I really, I like that. But I began looking throughout the scripture and seeing Arise, Stand Up, Come Up Here. So many places. Josiah brought the word about Jonah, arise and go to Nineveh. Before I've talked about Joshua, arise and take the land. In Ezekiel, where I've been for half of this year, more than half, God tells Ezekiel to stand up twice. He says, stand up, and then the Spirit entered him and stood him up. We're singing songs about coming out of the grave. Right? There's a darkness. There's a challenge that God is calling us to rise up in the midst of. Some of us are feeling really challenged right now. Some of us are going through some hardships. I'm, I'm doing a funeral this, this Friday of a, of a close friend from high school that we graduated together in. And, and, uh, and I'm doing this, his funeral in Grenada this Friday morning. Challenges. 
I know you're looking at my gloves here. Most of you, I think, know that I had surgery on my hands, right? Carpal tunnel surgery. My neck for the past couple of months, four months, I've had problems with my neck going in my shoulders into my arms and my hands. At night, I would wake up in the middle of the night. It was like fire from my neck to my hands. The only way I could get it to stop was to stand up out of bed and move my neck around, move my shoulders, move my arms, and shake my hands like that. And something would line back up, and I'd get back in bed. You see, I had surgery about 19 years ago, and two discs were removed. It was from old football injuries. That's what they speculated. But they removed two discs from my neck, and they said, see you in 12 years. It's been, been 19 years, so I beat it by seven years. How about that? But that, that was causing problems for me. And I went to two neurosurgeons, and one of them finally, finally said, this, uh, you've got severe carpal tunnel in your, both of your hands, and it needs attention quickly. I've lost all feeling in these three fingers. Challenging. Painful. And finally, at the last neurosurgeon, he said, 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 Johnny, if you get that operated on, what you have from your neck is either mild or moderate. It's not one, in, one impinged nerve here and one impinged nerve here. It's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals a hundred. Felt like a thousand. But if you alleviate one of them, the other stop. Y'all, since I had surgery on my hands Friday over a week ago, I've slept through the night. Last night was the first time I didn't sleep, and it wasn't because of pain. No more pain through my neck. Praise God. I went to the orthopedic surgeon's office uh, on the Thursday before the Friday. Are y'all okay to hear this story? So I went to the surgeon. This is miraculous, okay? God does miracles. I remember going to a service one time. This guy was going, God does miracles. He wants to heal everybody. And he was doing this with a cast on his arm. I was going, right. Sometimes he heals miraculously. Other times he does other miraculous things to show his glory. But I went on a Thursday and I said to the orthopedic surgeon, I said, I need carpal tunnel surgery quickly because we got this conference coming up and I need it now. It was a Thursday. He said, I only do surgeries on Friday. I said, do it tomorrow. He said, I can't. I got 22 surgeries set for tomorrow. And he said, you're going to have to wait a week. It'll be the next Friday. I said, that's too late. I said, just do it right here. And I put my hands on the table and I said, do it here. Get your pocket knife out and do just the, the little local anesthetic and cut this thing and get it finished. You see, there's a, a band that goes across here. It's the lateral carpal, uh, uh, carpal ligament. And what they do is they come in and they cut that ligament. It's about that, that wide and thin, but that is what closes in on this median nerve that goes to your three fingers. Oh, too much information, right? But when, when they did, they, they were coming in to cut that, and I said, do it now. And he, said, he laughed. He said, Johnny, you can't do it now. Can't do it tomorrow. It'll be a week. And I let him get on with the appointment. And uh, he said, all right, we'll see you in a week. And I said, Doc, one thing. If anybody cancels for tomorrow, even if they cancel in the middle of the day, remember, I'm ready. I'll drop everything and go to Columbus. He said, Johnny, I will see you in a week. <laughs> Y'all, he walked out the door. And as he walked out the door, standing there, was a nurse that had come over from the, the surgery clinic next door, 
the next building, <clears throat> had come over, <clears throat> and she said to him, Doctor, I don't know what to do. There's a man that's calling and demanding that his surgery tomorrow be postponed to a later date. His assistant came in. She goes, well, you're going to have your surgery tomorrow. <laughs> I started crying. She was crying. I was going, this is miraculous. She said, this is miraculous. Isn't that amazing? The way that I wanted God to do it was heal this thing right here, right now. Instant. Right? And God had another plan. But he showed his glory. Y'all, when we finished in that, uh, the, this, the, uh, what do you call the room? Not that's English. Not consultation. What do you, what do we call it? No, examination room. So when we finished there, you know, she said, "You've got to go pay your deductible," and I said, "Well, come on." We go to the cashier, and she goes, "This man needs to pay his deductible. He's having surgery tomorrow." She goes, "Tomorrow? Wait, you can't do me." I said, "Yep," and she tells the story. The wet nurse waiting outside. And the, the lady behind the computer goes, Oh, thank you, Jesus. And she started crying. Now all three of us were crying. And the cashier next door gets up and says, What's going on? What's wrong? I heard all three of you crying. And they told the story. And the nurse that was with me said, He's a pastor. And they're all going, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, I thought... That when they cut that thing, that everything was going to be right. I'll tell you, it, it is right here. But I'm just telling you, getting it right here, I thought, you know, two, three days, I'm, I'm good. Y'all, it feels like somebody took a hammer and just smashed my wrist here. In fact, the only way in the midst of my pain that I can get relief sometimes is to simply hold my hands up. Because when you're going through surgery, they say, elevate it. Debbie had surgery on her foot. She has a hard time walking. She's got to go for four weeks on this scooter. And don't get in her way. <laughs> but, but four weeks on the scooter, she can't walk and I can't hold things. And, and bet between the two of us, we make one good person. But we need each other in the midst of the pain. Somebody saw me laying back in my, my recliner, and I'm sitting there going like this. And they're going, Johnny, uh, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> are you worshiping? I'm going, yes. Because it feels so good to hold these hands up. In the midst of the battle, in the midst of the struggle, just to hold my hands up. Y'all, when we look at these psalms of ascent, we see something very real, very tangible. This is not some kind of made-up fairy tale. This is a, the Bible is a story of real people in real situations and real life circumstances. Challenged. And in the psalms of ascent, starting in Psalm 120 and going through to Psalm 134, we've already looked at 120. Today we're going to look at 121 if y'all will help me get there. But, 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 but we, what we see in Psalm 20 
is that, that, that the psalmist says, I'm in trouble. The psalms of ascent are the ones that they sang out loud. 14 psalms as they went ascending into Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the highest plateau, the highest mountain range around. It was the highest uh, area. And so anybody from any place in Israel, as they went to Jerusalem on the three feasts, the feast of the Passover, the feast of Pentecost, the feast of the tabernacles, as they went, they would sing these 14 psalms out. Jesus, it was his custom, the word says, it was his custom to go to Jerusalem at the feasts. (laughs) He had memorized these psalms and sang them out. And you would think when you're going from your hometown into Jerusalem, those, those three times a year, you would think that maybe it would start out with something great and peaceful, but it starts out with trouble, struggle, hardship. You know, I love it. I love telling you where I'm going. You know, I told you that we were going to be looking at the Psalms of Ascent. We're getting to the Arise Conference. We're ascending. We're arising. We're standing up. Whenever I do that, some of you, you go out and you pull these resources in. I get, I get uh, audio sermons. I get quotes. I get all kinds of pictures. I love it. But, you know, Tim Bowden said, hey, I want to get, I've, I've ordered this book for you. It's a long obedience in the same direction. Discipleship in an instant society. It's written by Eugene Peterson, the one who did the message Bible, who passed away recently. Eugene P- Peterson. Y'all, the first, he does each one of those Psalms, all 14 of them. It's, it's actually the beginning of what the message Bible came from. And... <laughs> Y'all, I've gotten stuck in this thing. It's powerful. Sometimes when we think about arising, we think that we're moving to another destination and everything's going to be rosy. We, look, bigger levels, bigger devils. When we step up, the enemy comes more. He ain't going to mess with anybody that's not doing something. They're taken care of. But there's a destiny and there's a calling on every person in this room. You are ordained. Say, I'm ordained. You don't need that certificate. You are. God ordained you. God has put his hand on you. God has put his spirit within you. And what we're about here is getting ready to go out there and do something. But if there's anything that describes, y'all, it, it, Eugene Peterson said, What describes the Christian walk is a disciple and a pilgrim. We've talked about it. So much of what he's saying in this book uh, reminds me of what I've been sharing with us. it's It's not no more struggle. The struggle can be more intense. But y'all, we're walking like Enoch in a whole nother realm. In fact, Enoch walked with God so intensively, so deeply. He walked in that heavenly realm so deeply, so intensively, that that he walked with God and he was not, for God took him. I believe heaven became such a reality to him. If you want to see heaven, don't just look at the things that you see in the temporal. It's beyond that. 
What's in the temporal is evidence of what's in the eternal. Sounds mystical. Welcome. I'm getting more and more mystical. I want to be more and more like an Enoch. Some say, you're so heavenly minded you can't do any earthly good. Wrong. To be heavenly minded means to do earthly good. You will wear yourself out trying to do earthly good in the earthly strength. If we're not dependent on a mystical, unseen God, who is the creator of everything that we see, we've messed up. So we're disciples. What does disciple mean? It means a learner. We are forever learners. Y'all, when we arise, we don't arise to a position that now I've, I've, I've gotten there. We arrive to another level of discipleship. That means we are learning more. We go deeper in the Word. We go deeper in that walk. In the trials, in the struggles, in the... <sighs> you know, Fields came to me. I think it was Fields. He said, hmm, scars on your hands. Scars on your feet. Do do you know the word actually says? What does it say, Tim? Is there something missing in Jesus' suffering? The word says it. We complete what is missing in the sufferings of Jesus. What does that mean? Y'all, when he died on the cross, he didn't just die to forgive us of our sins. He died. His crucifixion was his coronation. The kingdom of heaven was at hand as he preached. But when he died on that cross with that crown on his head, it became the coronation of the king of eternity. (laughs) And when he died on that cross, it wasn't just to forgive us of our sins. It's by his stripes that we are healed. I believe healing is in the cross. And sometimes we get to see it. Sometimes it happens miraculously. Bam! God shows up and he shows out. But we can always count on this, that he is going to be doing something miraculously with us, whether he heals that carpal tunnel, bam, it's all finished. Or if he does a miracle that gets me into the surgery to get that done. Look for his, look for his hand. Look beyond that, the physical realm and see the eternal God. Man. So, with that introduction, let's look at Psalm 121. Y'all, listen, you need to be here for this. Hang on, let me just put a plug in right now. Do not miss any, any of the meetings this next week. Students, do not miss student ministry time on Wednesday night. I'm expecting things to just blow up at any time. Boom. I would encourage you uh, uh, adults, come join us. Don't miss men's lunch on Thursday at 12. It's one hour. It's probably going to go longer. Jack Taylor actually arrives. Jack and Frieda arrive tomorrow. And uh, we're going to be, Debbie and I are going to be staying with them 
in a cabin on the lake out in Sturgis. Thanks, Bates. And others are going to be coming into town, and, and we're going to be spending some time calling out to the Lord, just hanging out, just being with each other. But y'all, he, he is a spiritual father to me. So I used to say, if you have a problem with me, here's Jack Taylor's number, call him, he can straighten me out. I don't give that number out anymore. But the good news is that he's going to be here. So if you got a problem with me, go talk to him when he gets here. He is like a spiritual dad to me. There are several of them in my life, some in my own family. Donald and Ed, both are like spiritual fathers to me. But Jack Taylor, oh my goodness, don't miss this, y'all. This is not coming to hear somebody. This is coming to encounter God. That's what you're going to take away from this. Alan Hawkins, get ready. Do you realize that God is calling us up? Can, can you feel it when you come on this property? Y'all, there's something about when we come into this house. I was glad, one of the songs, Psalms of the Senses, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Y'all, I look forward. Dog, Phil, man, you're crazy. You stand there at the door, and you just like rip the demons off of folks. And I know you've got your own stuff you're dealing with. But you are stepping out in the midst of the struggle. Give me a fist bump. I'm, I, I'm, I look forward. I, when I get out of my car, I want to run up there. So that I can have Phil go, bam. If he's not doing that with you, get on to him. He's doing it. You just don't know it. He knows he's got full reign there with me. I can't wait to get in here and hang out with the brothers and sisters. It's life. Don't miss this. Don't miss one of those times. I look out here and I'm excited. You know why? I see so many empty seats. Do you know what I did last night? One of the things I did was I wrote down names of people that the Lord was putting on my heart to call. And say, be here. Some that used to be here and are not here, I'm calling them. Some that have moved away, I'm calling them. We've got leaders of ministries coming from, from New Mexico, Oklahoma, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana. They're coming from all over. Texas. I don't know. But I'm excited to see these empty pews. Because y'all, when I, last night I got tired. I was like 4.30. I was going, God, would you let me go to sleep? I'm not sleepy, but I just think I probably, because tomorrow I'm going to be really tired. Can you tell I'm tired? Can you tell? No. I'm not tired. Y'all, I'm so stoked and pumped up. I walked in the door going, and the worship time just did even more. Right? So, So God's doing, where was I? Hmm? No. Oh, Psalm of Ascent. Glad that when he said, come into the house of the Lord. There's something that happens when we gather together. So, so here's, oh, I know what's going so It's 4.30 in the morning, I'm going, God, can you just let, is that enough? Because, I mean, it was the numbers that were long. And I thought, I'm going to count them. Get in trouble when you count, you know. <laughs> it's not always a good thing to count, but it was a good thing for me. Because I counted, guess how many names I had? 77. And I went, nope, that's completion. 
Some more names came to my mind, and I didn't write them down. I said, God, you're going to have to give them to me more because I'm done. It's complete. <laughs> Maybe 70 times 7. Y'all, if, y'all get, we've got room for 77 folks in here, don't we? Y'all, we've got 175 chairs in here. You add the pews, that's another 100. We can get 275 people in here. We can, we can add more chairs. There's a bunch of them stacked in this room here. Okay, this is legal right now, but only legal for just this little parameter. You can get your phones out and open it to your notebook. And if the Lord gives you the name of somebody that you need to call today or tomorrow and say, you need to be here this, this week, I want you to write their name down. Type it into your phone. Do not play games. Okay? Don't do it. Don't get distracted. If you got a pen and paper, do it there. But I want you to write down, get the Lord, ask the Lord, who needs to be here? Do you know that not everybody is going to arise when God says arise? I was thinking of when we were singing this song. He, I came out of my grave. Wow! I love that song. Who did that? Passion. Y'all. Did you think about Lazarus? I wrote to John Maples this morning. And I said, I am good, man. Lazarus, come forth. I'm good. I'm healed. Y'all, I can actually button my shirts now. Because these fingers, they're still tingling and numb, but I can feel the buttons. I get really personal with you. I can zip up my pants with my right hand now because I can feel the zipper there. <laughs> yes, we are. Debbie's been helping me with the shirt, but she didn't have to help there. I I got good with my left hand. But God is healing my hand. It's still struggling. But I'm I'm being healed, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Where was I? What? I didn't start. Don't get me there yet. Nope. Going somewhere else with it. Lord, Jack says, the bird flew off the limb. He said every time he says that, the thought comes back to him. Oh, well. Did you feel it? Did you? Oh, not everybody. Here, this is it. Thank you. There's the bird right there. You are a strange bird there. Y'all, listen, not everybody is going to rise. Can you imagine this, how silly this is? God says, Lazarus, come forth. And he goes, "Mm mm-mm, not doing it. Do you realize we do that? God says, arise up to the next level. And we won't come out of our stinking grave. Stinking grave. Yeah? Yeah? Escape from <laughs> that kind of running. Yeah. Ooh. Y'all, Jesus rose from the grave and we can't even get out of our bed. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, Keith Green. Right? He's saying arise. Some of you are going, yeah, you don't understand. I really had a tough time. Holidays can be really tough for some folks. Right? Can be tough. Some had family members that had surgery. Right? You don't understand. Jesus is saying arise. Can you imagine the paralytic? The guy, Jesus says, get up, take your bed, and get up. (laughs) Jesus. You don't understand. I'm crippled. Stretch out your hand. I can't stretch it out. It's like this. What is God saying to you? What arise is he saying to you? What are you wallowing in? What are you struggling with? And you're going, and God's saying, arise up to the next level, disciple, so that you can get what I've got for you. Right? Rise. Are you going to be a Lazarus? Are you going to come forth? Are you going to be John? Are you going to come up and have a heavenly vision? (laughs) Are you going to be a Joshua? Are you going to take the land? Are you going to be a Jonah? Are you going to go to Nineveh? Arise. Psalm 121. This is from the Message Bible. I've got the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Have you got the Message? 121. Let's put it up here and look. It's a pilgrim song. Everybody say pilgrim song. This is from the Message in honor of Eugene Peterson. A pilgrim song. Here it is. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? That's a little bit of different understanding, but I want to tell you some of my understanding about this has been changed. We can actually sing, I lift my eyes up to the mountains from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, looking at the mountains and thinking of the Lord. That can be true, but let's pose it the way that the Message Bible says it. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength, my help come from the mountains? What's your answer? Heck no. Let's go ahead and read the whole psalm just so we can get that done. No, my strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. (laughs) He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep. Not on your life. Israel's guardian will never doze or sleep. God's your guardian, right at your side to protect you, shielding you from sunstroke, sheltering you from moonstroke. God guards you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. Three things we're going to see from this passage. When you're in the midst of the struggle, When you're in in the midst of the struggle and you're just down, folks, look up. Look up. Tell you the truth, it's not a bad thing to look at the mountains. Can you imagine what what the, the pilgrim would see as he looked at the mountains? What would he see? Beautiful horizon, maybe a sunset or a sunrise, clouds. Blue sky, nature. You know, Romans chapter 1 says that, the, that, 
that God's uh, eternal Godhead is seen in creation. But Romans 1, I, I would camped out there last night too. Romans 1, it's a whole other message. Romans 1 talks about God, it says God gave them over. God gave them, three times at least, it says God gave them over. Because they looked at creation and didn't glorify God as the eternal creator and sustainer of life, but made God in the image of man. We look at the temporal things and we look to the temporal things then to help. When we're in the midst of the struggle, we look in the temporal things. We look at the temporal things. Back in that day, if you looked at the mountains, you might see shrines up there. Asherah, poles. Baal, temples on the mountains. Places where both male and female prostitutes would be there to welcome you so that you could come for fertility rights that would bless the crops and they would have an abundance and, and everybody would come because they were scared. Y'all, I'll never forget when I went into a country this is when I knew that God was calling me into the missions. I was just an unsuspecting person playing trumpet, guitar, and singing in a band. Not all at once. In 1978, and I was over in Asia, and y'all, I saw these little spirit houses on the side of the road. And I saw people bowing, and I saw them burning incense and putting food at these spirit houses where the evil spirits live. And I thought, oh my goodness, I couldn't take it. How blind, how how. How hurt, how broken, how trapped they were by fear. I thought, God, you can do something about this. And I'm your guy. Here am I, send me. Right? The world is bound by the fear of the evil. We've educated ourselves out of that. We just think it's the way it is now. But there is a spiritual dimension where the battle is raging. The, the angel that came to Daniel at the 21st day of his fasting and praying had been fighting with the prince of Persia. There's a spiritual battle that still goes on. Jesus is steadily making every enemy a footstool. Do you know what a footstool is? It's a place where you put your feet. Right? The heavens are or his throne, God's throne, but the earth is his footstool. But in, in, in the battle stages in the Old Testament, in the olden days, they would, in fact, I looked at Joshua. Joshua chapter 10, I think it is. It, 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 Joshua is, is battling, he's leading the Israelites to take over is, the, the place that we know of as Israel. They, they crossed the Jordan. They were, they were there. They were taking the ground. And it says at one place, there were five kings that came against them. There was one group that made a, a treaty with them, said, hey, we're your friends. But five others said, we're after you. They jumped together. It says that their numbers were more than the sands on the, on the, on the shore. And God routed that enemy, destroyed them. It says rocks fell down from the sky. And the five kings hid in a cave. And Joshua said, they're hiding in a cave? Go roll a stone over it. <laughs> they did. Joshua, they come up. Y'all listen. When he took those five kings, it says he got the chiefs of every one of the mighty warriors, that, that, the tribes, and he said, I want you to come and put your foot on the neck of the king. 
a footstool. Enemies are made a footstool for the victor. That's happening in the spiritual realm. It's happening. So you're praying, you say, God, please deliver me from this. And you're not delivered. And you're dealing with some kind of enemy, some kind of struggle. Y'all listen to me, listen to me. If that thing doesn't leave after you've prayed the third time, maybe the grace of God will be on you so that you can be just like, the, like Jesus, a carpenter. And you're building a footstool. The most quoted verse from the Old Testament is in Psalm 110. And it says that he's seated by the right hand of God until all the enemies are made a footstool. That's the most quoted verse out of the Old Testament in the New Testament. That's significant, isn't it? What's going to happen is when that last enemy is made the footstool, and we're making footstools, grace of God's there for you. When that's done, all of a sudden the father's going to say, all right, son, go get your prize. Jesus comes back. Until then, we're carpenters. What are you doing with your struggles? Are you rising up and letting those things be your footstool? Did somebody lie to you and tell you that everything was going to be rosy? That everything's going to be fine? That everything's going to be okay right now? Jesus said, hey, look, if it's happening to me, how much more to you? Right? All the disciples died a martyr's death except for John. And that dude went through hell on earth. Out of that we get the scripture. We get the New Testament. Wow. So first thing, look up. You looking down in the midst of the struggle. You see the struggle in Psalm 120. Look up. Everybody say look up. Come on, say it with me. Y'all, I, I'm putting you to sleep. I can see it. I don't understand why y'all not fired up. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Mama Paige. I know you're excited on the inside. Notify your face. <laughs> I know you're excited on the inside. Notify your face. The glory of God will shine through that face. It will encourage your brother and your sister who's also in the struggle. Somebody's had surgery on their foot. Somebody's had surgery on their hand. Together we make one good person. We need each other. Notify your face. Arise. I don't feel like it. Get up. In the name of Jesus, come forth. Come on. I just don't feel like it. Yeah, get up. You are up. Arise. Arise. Look up. Stop putting your face down in the dirt and, and moping over the struggles and the hardships. Do you hear Jesus saying, Arise? God saying to Ezekiel, Arise. In the midst of the struggles, look up. If you look up, you'll see the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. If, if there's a watch in the woods that you find on the ground, it's indicative that there is a watchmaker. Right? Ah, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you for those that are standing right now on the outside and even for the ones that may be standing on the inside but don't have the ability to stand up. Debbie, I asked Debbie a while ago, I started joking. I couldn't help myself. I told Tim Cummins, I said, you be careful how radically you dance today. And I was over here bouncing up and down. I'm joking with him. I said, cut loose, bro. Right? Debbie couldn't dance. I said, put your hand on my shoulder so you can feel me dancing. You may be standing on the inside. God's calling us to rise, and, and you are arising. Thank you, Jesus. Be seated again, unless the Lord just has you standing. Look up. Y'all, Baal was asleep. The prophet made fun of the other prophets. He said, maybe he's asleep. Maybe you should yell a little bit louder. (laughs) Wake him up. That's what's on the mountains. Are you trusting in your government to bring you to another plateau? I love the United States. I'm thankful I was born here. I'm thankful every day for it. But the U.S. is not my savior. And it's changed a lot since I was a little boy. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep standing up and speaking truth. But my trust is not in the next presidential candidate. Because my Bible says God created everything for its purpose. Even the evil for the day of destruction. My Bible says that the the king's heart is like rivers of water in God's hand. He directs it whichever way he wants. They can't help themselves. You can have an ungodly person in a position of leadership. And they're going to have to do what God is directing them to do. Or God will take them out. Do you believe that? Will you pray with me about that? You can actually have ungodly people in positions and they're doing godly things. Not they are doing, they're leading into godly things. And I'm not making a statement today about anybody. I'm, I'm giving you a principle and a value. We don't look to the mountains and think that the temporal can bring any measure of peace and life and fulfillment and help and, 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 and lift me out of my mess. The struggles happen so that we can lift our eyes up to the Lord. So when you look up, I'm going to ask you to do the second thing. Look in. Look in. Not into yourself. Look into the spiritual realm. Y'all, I've been praying for several years now. I'm getting kind of mystical. I've been saying, Lord, let me see heaven. I want to see it around me. I know heaven's way up there, but at least his feet are here. Wherever he is, that's heaven there. Lord, let me see what's happening in the spiritual realm. It's way up there, but it's all around us. I believe heaven is in the fourth dimension. I believe Enoch walked on the dirt and in the spiritual realm so deeply and so intensively that he walked with God and he was not because God took him. That's a great way to commit suicide. Just walk with him deeply. He takes you without you even dying. There's no grave. There's no tombstone for Enoch. He took him. 
right? Look in, not look in, but look in. Look beyond the mountains. Look beyond the trees. Look beyond that leaf that is so intricate and in detail. Y'all, we can't go into a doctor's office anymore. I can't sit there. I have to stand up and look at the charts. Have you looked at the charts in the doctor's office? Just look at the nerves that go from your cervical spine and go down your shoulders into your hands. Look at the bones in your feet. There's eight carpal bones underneath that carpal uh, uh, ligament that goes across here. We are intricately made. But it's not that that is made that is our salvation. That that is made is indicative that there is a maker. So let's look at it. Lift up my eyes towards the mountain. Where will my help where will my help come from? My version says it's I like the message. Pull it back up. Does my strength come from the mountains? No. My strength comes from God. It not not from that that was made, but from the one who made that that I see. Not just the heaven and the earth, but the mountains that I'm looking at. Look at the mountains. Is that where my help comes from? From the Asherah From the Baal? From the prostitutes? No. That's not where your help comes. It comes from the Lord, the, the maker. All right, now let's look. Verse 3. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Will not slumber. Everybody say, will not slumber. God doesn't take a break. He's not so caught up in the Middle East turmoil that he hasn't got time for you. Even if you're disobedient. It's not that he turns his back on you. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. It's not you that are holding on to him. It's him that's holding on to you. And no man can pluck you out of his hands. Not even yourself. Ha! Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh my goodness, if we get this, we'd have revival. Some of us are down because we think we can't do. It's not about us doing. It's about what he's done. We don't hang in there. He's already hung in there. Our trust is in the one that's hung in there. Right? Look at verse 5. The Lord protects you. Y'all, I went to every one of these psalms and I put what Eugene Peterson said for each chapter. I put them on him. But I disagree with him on Psalm 121. Because... In this book, he calls it providence. I call it protection. The Lord protects. It says, verse 5, the Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. What happens to pilgrim in this journey? Your foot might be on a mountain on the side of a hill and hit a loose rock, and that thing will slip out from under you, and you will crash. How many times does a successful person get up when he falls? Every time. And with the strength of the Lord, we can. Y'all, just because it says that your, your foot won't slip doesn't mean that you won't stub your toe. It doesn't mean that you won't have uh, bunion surgery or surgery to fix the bunion surgery. But the miracle for Debbie... When she had the first surgery, she was in pain. I've seen her give birth to six children. I've never seen her in the pain that she was in when she had that first surgery. I was crying. I was hurting. I was getting, give me the medicine. This time she's been pain-free. 
the whole time. Little patch on her back, and she slept through it most of, most of the time. She'd be texting, and she, it's dangerous. What did you write to Isaac? Yeah, she said, yeah, she said, do you, you know what, I was going to let her sleep, let her sleep, right, Diane, you came over, and so many of y'all helped us through this time, thank you for the gluten-free menus that you worked hard to do with those of you that couldn't cook or buy something and bring it over you prayed for us uh diane was there with her our family stood around debbie but you know just because it says your foot won't slip doesn't mean you won't stub your toe or have bunion surgery that's one problem for a pilgrim is slipping on the foot are you going to fall and not be able to get up no because god's there he protects you Everybody say, protects you. That means when you fall, he's going to help you up. He's going to say, rise. And then he, his spirit, as he did with Ezekiel, rises you up. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Are y'all getting this? I'm telling you, my heart is so full. Oh. When we look in and we see the creator and sustainer of life, we know that we don't have anything to worry about. He is the protector. In the journey, the sun may weary you and you would have sunstroke. Anybody felt that in your spiritual journey? Anybody had sunstroke? Not S-O-N stroke, but S-U-N stroke? Has the journey been too hot? Has it sapped the life out of you? Are you weary? Guess what? He's there. That's what the Word says. Put it back up there. Just keep it up there. Leave, just leave Scripture up there. It says, shielding you from sunstroke and sheltering you from moonstroke. What's a moonstroke for crying out loud? You heard of moonstroke? Well, here's the concept. See, the, the demons could put fear in you and make you slip. The sun could weary you. But the journey, even through the night, could make you crazy. I'm not schizophrenic. Nor am I. Do we all not sometimes think, am I crazy? Am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? One of the prophetic words somebody gave me one time is, you're not losing your mind. I said, thank you, Jesus, because I was wondering if I was losing my mind. And I felt like the Lord was saying, your mind is getting so full. There's not a whole lot more room in there for all the stuff I'm giving you. The more I get that way, the more mystical I get. Somebody says, what about this? I go, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just floating. I'm Enochish. Right? Float through those struggles. M- moonstroke means you're crazy. Lunacy. Lunacy. He's sheltering you from lunacy. From moonstroke, from weariness, from craziness, from the slip physical slip of the foot. He is there to protect you, to shield you, and to shelter you. So look in. That's who we got. And the last thing, look up, look in. And that doesn't mean look in. 
look into the spiritual realm. The last one is look out. God calls us to arise for a reason. Let's look at the last verses. Verses 7 and 8. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. Here it is. The Lord will protect your coming and going both now and forever. Period. Everybody say period. No more discussion. He will protect you. And you're going out and you're coming back. That means you're going. Everybody say going. The imperative word in the Great Commission is not go. It's actually a participle. Go. It's going. It's assumed that you're going. It's even stronger than a command. He's not saying go. You are going. As you're going, make disciples. Make other followers of Jesus. Make other learners of Christ. In the midst of the struggle, these are the times that you can actually reflect the glory of God in the midst of the darkness. You're going through a dark time. You're going through a challenging time. The Lord says, arise. Sing that song of ascent. Look up in the midst of your struggle. Look in into the spiritual realm. You will see in the spiritual realm things that will make sense. There, I think that the tears in heaven will be wiped away. Some that may be able to see right now, they may be worried about us. Yeah, but no. Because they know what heaven's like. And they know that whatever we're going through is just a little, a little vapor. It's temporary. Paul says, Our, my outer body is wasting away. Somebody said to me, you having fun getting older? It's a fact. Okay? I can be doing better than I would have been doing without Jesus. I know that. If I was without Jesus and living a lifestyle that was messed up, my body would be falling out more. But the fact is, this is a, a temporary temple. Right? It's breaking down. But the inner man is being built up by the grace of God. So that little woman that walks like this, beware. She pulls out that lightsaber and that little woman becomes a prayer warring person. She calls heaven's host down. She's not doing the battle. She's calling heaven in. She's praying into it. Your physical ailments don't trap you. You are still royalty in that body. Any pauper can make a palace a prison. And any king and queen can make any prison a palace. What looks like it holds us back doesn't. It's, very, it's the very fuel. It's the very grave that God calls us up from into his marvelous light. What does that song, song say, Hannah, that you began the song Y'all listen to these words. What the, you begin the songs. First one that you sang starting out. In the morning. In the morning when I rise to greet you. Y'all, I was thinking. In the dark. In the challenges of the darkness. There's a morning. When I rise to greet you. Next. Lift my head. Lift up your eyes to the mountains. Lift my eyes. I was going to Google it myself, but I, I was afraid of, I'd make y'all think that. Was, oh, there it is. In the morning when I rise to meet you. In the morning when I lift my eyes. I didn't plan this. Such a crazy. We didn't get together and figure this out. Go on. 
You're the only one I want to cling to. You're the first thought on my mind. Is he the first thought on your mind after a night in the darkness, in the struggle? Is he the first one on your mind? Do you surrender it all to him? Are you willing to be a fool for him? Some it may mean you... What? Yes and amen. I used to do my shoulder to my neck like this and shake my hands like this. Now I do it like this. Right? He's the one on your mind. Keep on. First thought on my mind. There are voices rise. Everybody say arise. All creation cries. Singing out an endless hallelujah. Y'all, I had three other points. It starts with a groan. And then there's the growth. And then there's the go. There's a groaning. A growth in the groaning and the going. Y'all, don't you miss Friday. Don't you miss today. Don't you miss tonight. Don't you miss tomorrow. He is saying arise to you. Arise. Say yes, Lord. I don't feel like it. Okay, Lazarus. Not. He listened and got up and came. Jake, rise. He's on it. Jackson, arise. Yes, sir. Godfrey, arise. Spirit of God, come into us. Prepare us, Lord, for this week. We know that this weekend is not a destination. We know that tomorrow is not a destination, but you are calling us to rise up to the next level, and you are bringing life into us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Y'all, listen, last thing. I want to tell you, things are changing. Have you noticed? What have you noticed that's different here? Physically. What? Where's Where's the new paint? Did you notice it? In the lobby. Check it out. It's beautiful. Have, have you noticed the sign? Some things are changing. You know, we, we've gotten some furniture out. It's on the trailer, and I think Ben's going to take it away this next week. Different ones have been working on the work day. Y'all, all of that couldn't have happened. We, we have been building. There's a design team that's been, that's been meeting and has come up with four different areas in the church just so that we can have traffic directed. We're, we're prepared and poised to grow. Okay? To grow, we need some systems. And I'm in my handicap with some of the administration, others have risen up and have taken off. And I just want to acknowledge some of them. Uh, Wendy Woods is not here right now, but she's been helping with the financial side of things, and she <clears throat> she's like overseeing the operations of stuff. We don't appoint people to things we recognize them. She's already doing that, but she's helped others that are administrators to administrate things around here. Isn't that great? Say, thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. She's a gift, right? <laughs> Josiah, you have, you have pastored me. You have helped me so much. You've helped me to, you, you've taken things that we needed to do and helped it move out and, and Josiah's been more working with the whole family situation here. I just want to recognize him. Say thank you, Josiah. This couldn't, you don't see all the stuff he's done behind the scenes. Tom, you made a sacrifice. <laughs> Josiah's no longer working full time with you. 
He's been, you know, he says he's working full-time with Kingdom Outdoors. That's the wrong answer. He's been working at New Horizons, serving and helping us get our feet on the ground. He's been making that happen. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for that sacrifice. Jake, you've been doing such a great job with the, the, the worship. Bless you. The creative ministries. Jake has got the, y'all, I'm forever going to be in missions. And I've been dealing with ministries going out from here. And growing that. Four legs. Operations, missions, uh, family ministry, and creative ministry. I'm just recognizing this because after Alan and Jack come, we're going to have a family gathering. I've actually empowered them. We as elders, the elders provide the foundation with Jesus for leading this church. And we're in a process of trying to understand these systems, and you're a part of it. This is not defined and set yet. Any one of you could have input into it and help us to grow in it. But in the few weeks, we're going to actually recognize those four people in those positions so that we can direct the traffic that way so that we can grow. If you've got a problem with that, go to them or go to me or one of the other elders. Talk with us, okay? This is not them taking over. This is them facilitating. Leading, leading means serving. So they're helping us all to do better. Okay? If you got questions about it, you can come talk to me. My role is senior pastor or lead pastor or lead elder. So with the elders, seven elders, I kind of stand out as a point person and cover the whole thing. And I ain't quitting. You don't resign, resign from fathering. But y'all, we haven't recognized the mothering like we should. So though I may be a senior pastor, this is a co-pastor at least. And we, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Debbie's finding her voice. Have you noticed? So those are some terms we're looking at. Maybe pastor of family ministries. I don't know what we're going to call it. Pastor of worship ministries. I don't know what we're going to call it. Director of missions? I don't know. Director of operations with Wendy? I don't know. But we're all going to, when we get the kingdom template over our leadership's lives, everybody else is going to find their identity. And you're not here by accident. We're all called into this. Okay? So you're arise not just to arise. You don't stand up just to go, I'm standing. You arise to step out. And God's calling us to rise in this, in this. I'm calling it a rise summit. A rise to the summit. It's for leaders. And each one of you are ordained by God to arise and go out and make a difference this week. That's it. And you know what? We're, we're not going to have a response time. Your response is to look at the sign when you drive off the parking lot. Do you see the backside of it? I'm going to come to you, Mama Page. Do you see the, the, the sign? What does it say? It begins now.